husband wakes up with Steph, Abby and Matt on B105. Hey, what's up? You've downloaded today's podcast. We go on a full investigative journey today. It's radio like you've never heard before, groundbreaking. You're walking down the street and you see a little ghost. What, what you, you gonna, gonna do, do about ghostbusters? Uh, I thought it was just, what you gonna do? Well, it's who you're gonna call. Oh, right. Yeah. You're gonna call ghostbusters. Did you see the female ghostbusters movie? No, you didn't. Oh. I don't even remember seeing the first one. I know I did, but it used to be my favorite game on, it was it Nintendo oh, 64? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the streams used to cross, or was yeah. it in the one before that? No, no I think that was the original Nintendo, Yo, wasn't it? Was that not the. What, what did the console look like? Was it like a cream box? It was in the 80s. Yeah, it would have been the original Nintendo. Was or that was not Nintendo 64? Wasn't it an, an Atari, maybe? No, 64 was when I Natari, was a kid. Vitari, is that similar to the ice cream? Because I used to remember that when I was younger. <laughs> There's an Atari. <laughs> I'm having a moment, Stav. It's like my mum asking and, now. And Commodore 64, like the car. Yeah, we used to have yeah. that too, Stav. Mm-hmm. We had the Commodore 64. Yeah. yeah, there was Vitari ice cream. Yeah, Vitari. Yes. Yeah, it was so a yogurt thing. Atari, yeah. Uh, like, Frozen yogurt stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and they used to you used to have to get the streams and then you used to press them at the same time. Mm, they used to cross bring the down the gro- ghost. Ghost into the trap. Don't mm. look directly into the trap. Mm. Ray, I look directly into Can the I trap. Can I ask you a question? Absolutely. We bought you a cardigan for your birthday. Correct. Which is a lovely cardigan. Yes. Are you having trouble matching it? I don't know. Do you think <laughs> I'm having trouble matching it? Because you match it so well with the T-shirt you're wearing. It's perfect. But every time you wear it, you have to wear that T-shirt. No, I have another T-shirt I match it with as well that you haven't noticed. Ah, okay, cool. So, yeah, I was yeah. just like, it feels like you were like, oh, I don't really have much. Like, it's a neutral colour. You can wear yeah. it with, like, black or preferably with white. Everything goes with black. Yeah. yeah. Well, so the, the lovely cardigan from Country Road, because I love their cardigans, um, it's like a green, earthy green, which mm. I love. But yeah, so today's shirt, it's matched with a similar green little... Which um, looks great, thing. but I just thought, oh no, he can only wear it with one t-shirt. I also have another, like, um, like creamy brown shirt that I've worn it with before. Mm. Yeah. And you have said that was a nice match. Okay. The reason I haven't worn this as much is because I can't wear an unironed t-shirt. You iron your T-shirts. I iron my T-shirts. Wait, you iron your T-shirts? Yes, I, yeah, iron, I iron my T-shirts. Wow. And the thing is, if I wear a jumper... Do you iron jocks? No, but I, and this is the thing that Esther finds weird, is I fold my underwear and have them lined you, up in my top drawer. Do you remember when we broke into his house? Yeah, but I thought your wife used to... You, like, take away the whole, like, oh, I do help out. Before she started working, like, even extra hours, where she used to do the washing, yeah. did she fold it for you and put it away? No. She well, she she would put it in a pile. She would just whack the jocks in a pile, and then I would fold them. Okay. I think occasionally she tries to fold them for me, but I have a very specific tight way I like to fold them, and yeah. So sometimes she might fold them. Sometimes she'll just dump them in a heap, and then I fold them and put them in. But if she folds them, yes. Do you go back and refold them the way that you like? Yes, I do. Yes, you do. Yes, I do. You're a complex individual. It's yeah. a bit of a neat freak. Because I just mm. I have I like it. You ever known as a neat freak? No. Mm. What? He's like, he's extra neat freak. Hmm. He's such Am I? A, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're a clean freak. It's not a bad thing. I love it. It's yeah. it's really good. But you know, you don't like, you like an organized. See, my other Like if you is... go through your house, and I know you guys tidy, but mm. you won't have extra toys that aren't working. You'll throw them out even if like they just need batteries. <laughs> His garden needs to be pristine. His garden is Everything to needs to be in order. He actually gets stressed when his house is in a bit of a disarray. Mm. He needs time to be able to process it, and he likes things in where they should be. He's extra neat freak. So, He's so... a guy that would survive in jail. Oh, I would love jail. <laughs> 
That'll be great. Beds are made. All yeah. right. We've got a big day of sitting around, guys, but at least we know. Because what it is for me. And you like things right? to be clean on the surface, but deep down, if it's chaotic, you don't care. Yeah, as long as it looks okay. Yeah. 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 See, because for me, and you'll notice even when we do this radio show, I put the same things in the same spot yeah, no. every single day. Because what it is, is I get very frustrated if you get lazy and let something go over here, mm. right? That mm. is very simply could have could have been done. Mm. And then it makes something over here fall apart. I go, well, that's annoying because if I had just given that one second of attention, this wouldn't have fallen apart mm. over here. So, Same so, thing in jail. Boom, 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 boom. Exactly. Exactly right. So mm. He's I, very left brain. If yeah. I hadn't got, have I hadn't, like you think in jail, if I don't make my bed, next thing I know, the guard's beating the crap out of me. And I'm like, if I had to just make my bed. Yeah, but you would make other people's bed. It's all right. You go. You go. Now I'll make it for you because it's just, you always never put the corner right and it just sort of annoys me during the day. So you go, you go, yeah. hold on. Imagine all the lovers I would have. <laughs> he is so uh, neat. <laughs> so is that a good thing or a bad thing in a minute? Well, I think, it, I think it's a good thing. It depends on I your mean, partner. It, it, it depends mm. as well. Like you uh, find um, activities that, like for you, you, it's actually relaxing. Does that make sense? So uh, organisation. Oh, damn, the me too. Uh, is a yeah. bit more relaxing, which is why you like the garden. Like uh, Scotty's quite particular and is a neat freak, but he doesn't get frustrated by it. Mm. So I could I could scrunch up his undies into a little ball and put them in the thing, and he wouldn't care. Or mm. I could just throw them in. He just doesn't. He's not that particular. Yeah. But a, a Saturday night, uh, everyone's gone to bed or cats at a gig. Whack on some music, pour myself a wine, and clean the hell out of the house. It's hugely enjoyable. Yeah. And then because you know you're going to wake up the next day and go. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. See, ah, I get uh, no enjoyment out of cleaning. Yeah, I don't know. I love it. I'm like constantly doing it. I mm. feel like I'm con- like, well, I am. I'm constantly walking around the house cleaning and never getting top of it. With I was thinking about a new a regime family. where, like, because you know, it, it, it all just it's it, that sort of five second rule. If you do something, it only takes five seconds, as opposed to letting it go and then you have to do all the five second things all at once. It takes an hour. Mm. So, like every every week, pick a room and do like a Bond style clean on that one room and then you just rotate and then your house would always be at that level. See, this is where I get annoyed though. If I bond cleaned a room and then had to come back to it like a week and a half and later, it, and it, was still it, it would shit me. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, why, why are you, why is it back here? Yeah. I, 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 I did this. Why did you people come in here? I think there has to be a utility thing with it too, though, where you have to be willing to go. It is a house. It's going to be lived in. So it is going to get dirty. Now, see, I like living with people like that. Mm. Cause then they're just like, I, if if it's clean, I'll keep it clean. If it's messy, mm-hmm. I'll keep it messy. Yeah. So like Scotty's is that clean freak, yeah. so that it would just sort of. And what I never understand is my pissing and moaning and stomping around. No one ever seems to get on board. Like, how many times do I have to jump around and complain in order for you to just do it? Have you not noticed how many meetings he actually starts getting the your, clean thing starts cleaning? Your microphone just, just broke. Ah, oh, they're breaking. You were banging on the desk. No, I did it before. I banged. I think. Jump on that one there. To be fair, though, banging on the desk shouldn't break a microphone. <laughs> no, especially not in a radio station. <laughs> yeah. That's how everyone gets employed. Yes, I. Oh. As you, <laughs> I mean, that's how yeah. you guys did it, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we better play this podcast. Oh, we all laugh because it's yeah. so relatable. <laughs> <laughs> My friends. <laughs> right. Am I the only one that didn't sleep their way here? Right. I was awake. <laughs> 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 I think we'll leave it there. Yeah, and we might get on with the podcast.
Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. You all know I love when life imitates art almost as much as I love when I imitate um, Michael Caine. Uh, but something has happened in America where uh, someone has done something from The Simpsons and it's, it's, it's mwah, to, to put it mildly, it's, it's the chefy mwah. They've done it so well. So Simpsons is the art and they've copied something in it. Yes, they have. Um, So you guys may be not as big fans of The Simpsons as I am, but you may recall when Bart would call Moe's Tavern occasionally. Yes, prank call. Do the prank calls. Yeah, I used to watch a bit of Fox 8 Super Saturday. On a, yeah, hungover and just them getting you through. No, Uh, he was probably actually really young. Uh, well, it, I used to watch it when I was in high school, mm. but then after that, it occasionally hung over, you know. It's 30 years old. It covers mm. the gamut. Uh, but for those of you who don't know, this is what Bart used to do uh, to Mo. Is Mike there? Last name, Rotch. Hold on, I'll check. Mike Rotch. Mike Rotch. Last name, Jazz. First name, Hugh. Uh, Hugh Jazz. No, oh, somebody check the men's room for a Hugh Jazz. I'm looking for a Mrs. O problem. First name, B. Uh, yeah, just a minute, I'll check. Uh, B.O. problem. Come on, guys. Do I have a B.O. problem here? You sure do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But there was a school board meeting in the um, U.S. And at the school board, they invited uh, members of the public to come and talk and ask uh, questions about the school and where the school was going. Uh, And someone. And what I love about this, too, is that the guy wasn't even there. He's phoned this in. Um, so, it, you know how, like, at Starbucks where you write your name on the coffee and then they call the name out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I used to always say Usher at Boost Juice. Why? Just because the little white dude turns up and they're yelling, Usher! And you're like, me. And they'd be like, no, we said Usher. I'm like, yeah, mate, me. <laughs> Just a mess with them. I'd do Jason Derulo. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, so, someone's written a list and sent it to the school board, and the school board is asking if people are present to come up and speak and ask questions to the school board. Uh, and he started off with a absolute classic. Phil McCracken. Phil McCracken. So are they on like a Zoom... A Zoom? Or are these people in a big auditorium? In a big auditorium, yeah, yeah, and they call, they call them down. So it's, it's, it's a meeting of the general public. There's not, it is COVID time, so there's probably not as many people there. He's probably mistimed his run here. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because there, there isn't a, as much of a live audience. We have a friend of ours, um, St- uh, Scotty's friend, and his name's mm. Phil, and on the placemat it had Phil McCracken at the wedding. Mm. I do not know his last name. You don't know if it is his actual last name? It's not not his last name, but I don't actually know his real name. I've always known him as Phil McCracken. That's because his real name doesn't matter. That's what he got on the job site, and that's what he will be, and it's on his business card, and it's on his car. Yeah, you're right. It's it's him now, isn't it? I'm going to guess his name is Toby McCracken. Um, So no one one obviously answers to Phil McCracken, so he reads the next one. Ophelia McHawk. Ophelia McHawk. It took me a minute. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Just giving everyone else a minute to say it over yeah. and over again in their head. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, Ophelia wasn't there, so he had another lovely lady. Eileen Dover. Eileen Dover. She's married to Ben. Oh, is she? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> he still. I don't know. This is the point where I don't know if he actually knows what's happening. Is there anyone laughing at the audience? Yeah, it's very. It's quiet. very quiet. No, it's very quiet. No, everyone seems to be. I'm not sure if anyone gets it. Oh, that's disappointing. Well, because he keeps going. And then he does this one. Don Kiddick. Don Kiddick. Oh, well, that should be said Don Kiddick. Well, that's his name. Kiddick. Yeah, but... Mm. Mr. Kiddick. Mm. Don. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then we'll bring it on home with an absolute classic. Wayne Kerr. Wayne Kerr. Now, I always find that an interesting name because mm. hand on heart, mm. my dad mm. had a friend who he worked with who was a bobcat operator and his name was Wayne Kerr. And I swear on my life that that was his actual name. Wow, you must be Joe King. <laughs> <laughs> and I always thought his parents must have really hated him. Mm. But you know what? That's so sad because no one would have ever just called him Wayne. Never. It's like a full name must be required at all times. Mm -hmm. Just call me Wayne. It's all right. I've got you, Wayne. <laughs> Wayno. Wayno. Yeah. Wayno. So did he, at what point does he realize in this whole presentation? I don't, I don't think he ever does. He just continues just on. And then finishes up. Unless he, unless he did the opposite where he knew what was going on but didn't want to draw attention to it. So yeah. he just like, yeah, I'm just going to let this fly. Uh, otherwise, he gets the recognition that he deserves. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. True story. It happened to a friend of a friend of mine. Folklores. I was at the hairdresser before COVID. I think it was just before COVID start. Mm. And there was a girl there, Katie, and I think I've ruined it for her because she was telling a story about a friend of hers <laughs> who picked up overseas and then she had this rash. And I was like, oh, yeah. And then it ends up that it was a rash that only you can get from dead bodies. Mm. She's like, what? And she just told the whole um, uh, salon the story and everyone was amazed. I was like, no, no, that's a made-up one. And she goes, no, it happened to a friend. I was like, who's the friend? She goes, well, it happened to a friend of a friend. Uh -huh. And I was like, mm-hmm, mm -hmm. that's how it worked. It got ruined for her because you went, oh, hang on a second. I should have, And I then know. you, you told the end. I was awful. I was awful. No, 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 because that's, that's what this is about. Mm. It's like there's these stories that circulate around the place mm. and people tell them retell them like they're actually real and then and no one ever questions But it. sometimes they can't be true because we did have people call up when there was the whole rumours about bodies under Suncorp. That was true. You and that was true. Grave, uh, cemetery. Uh, cemetery. cemetery. And yeah. they tried to remove a few of the bodies but they couldn't remove all. I don't know why. Mm. So some of them and we always hope they're footy fans. May they rest in peace. <laughs> but this one, if anyone, it's, I'm just going to start just for the first sentence. Uh-huh. And if anyone knows this story, please call 131060. Okay. You finish it off. If you can finish it off, we know it is not true. If no one calls and finishes it off, well, then we never question it ever again. This is a true story, and we're going to put it in the Encyclopedia Britannica, yeah. and it will live there as fact. I don't even know if you guys a, know it, okay? This is a local one. Local right? one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm intrigued. There is a hill in Mount Cotton. That's it? That's it. That's it. There is a hill in Mount Cotton. So what is special about this hill? 131060. And if you know and finish off the story, then we got to go and check it out. Right. So there's a hill in Mount there's Cotton. There's a hill in Mount Cotton. I mean, you See would if you know what is special about this mountain. Right. Mountain. Mount Hill. Mount Cotton. <laughs> what is? Well, oh, my God. People Cotton are calling. Hill. People are calling. It can't be true. Hey, really? No, more, no, this means it's not true, remember? Oh, so yeah. if they finish it, it's not true. Yeah. Because it's they, not, all, they all know like about I'm it. I not believe them at this. No, no, no. The rules are the rules. But the thing is, all these people could be wrong. So yeah. if they don't have the story you have, we believe it forever. Mm. If it gets finished, we know it's... Can I ask a question? Because you know the end of the story. Regardless of if um, they know what's going on, do we still need to go and see this hill? Yeah. Yeah, I thought we were. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but it's not true. That's going to be the issue. Well, we're going to visit something that's not yeah, real. It's going to be really hard to not try. <laughs> <laughs> well, 131060, let's find out. And we're not going to investigate? Ever. And when we play the ad break, that's, that's done, done and dusted. The case it's is done. over. You promise that. You won't want to.
I won't want it. Okay, no, oh, no, no okay. hang on. This is what I'm going to want to investigate. That's what she's saying. Here. No, 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 Okay, um, smell. A hill in Mount Cotton, you drive halfway up the dead end road and you put your put car, car in into neutral. neutral. Obviously an old story because sometimes it's hard to put them in neutral, but that's okay. All right. And then what happens, Mel and Marsden? Uh, the car will then roll up the hill by itself. Roll up the hill by itself? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's correct. Roll up the hill. Uh, uh-huh. Yep. She got it right. Up the hill. Don't okay. want to investigate though, do you? <laughs> no. And Timothy in Crestmead, what do the locals say? Uh, the locals say that uh, there was a bus crash and you can hear ghost feet scrambling around your car. Ghost feet. Pushing you up the hill. I do, do want to send Stab out there in the black thunder. <laughs> I know, right? I can know. I mean... Okay, so there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff into it. I have got so many DMs of people finishing this off and I mm. do thank you for it. People have said that it's, it's a, it is a ghost hill. Mm-hmm. Um, people are saying that it's a gravity hill, and some people are saying they exist all over the world. Apparently, say, there's mag- magnetic island. But what? There's one on magnetic island. And Is it? Yeah. Um, and they saying that it causes the cars to de- defy gravity. I did get a message from a local over there saying just to let you know this did always happen until the 1990s when the council replaced it and levelled out the hill. Oh. Why? But, but, that, but, but they said real, they're still. Why would they ruin that? Like, what kind of an idiot at the council goes, hey, this is a real <laughs> sick feature, let's yeah. go and plough the land. But apparently there's still an electric hill, electric hill, mm. uh, in Tuong Cemetery, though, that still does oh, this. So that, people are saying, yeah, sure, it might be a gravity-defying hill, but they only happen when tragedies have happened. Uh, it so is, it's a geographical occurrence. It does. Where tragedies happen. Where tragedies happen, yeah. So it's meant to be like a magnetic thing, is it? There's some mm. sort of a... A force in there, so it's a scientific reason why it happened. Yeah. Said that other people said there's, it's an illusion, it's not actually a hill. <laughs> it only seems like it. Right. There, if you go on YouTube, there's videos of people well, on said hill, but we don't want to investigate because we've put it to bed. Well, right now, it is mm. saying it's a 39-minute drive from, from where we are to Mount Cotton. To, if we wanted to send someone out there this morning. Tuong Cemetery is just around the corner. No, but I can't find that one as much. Which, the right. Gravity Hill. Mm. 131060, if you know the one in Tuong. Is there one in Tuong as well? well? Which one is it? I don't know which one it is in Mount Cotton as well. Imagine that if you were like selling your house. You go, I know it's up the top of a hill, but... You don't even have to walk it. It just takes you up. It's People like, have even put beer <laughs> be cans fun. down it. Yeah. To see the beer cans not roll. Not roll. Oh, okay, I see. It's gravity, you mate. Yeah. Why would it roll down? Yeah, why wouldn't it roll up? Should we break the rules just once this time? We've got a few calls no. coming in here. I just want to know what the actual hill is in Mount Connor or what? whether there is one at Tawong as well. Let's go to Shirazzle Dazzle in the newsroom. We'll take these calls up next. We'll find out exactly the hill to see if they've got it. Um, and someone might have the Tawong hill as well we can try out this morning. So on that technicality, we can try the Tawong one. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. This is a true story. It happened to a friend of a friend of mine. 
So there's a folklore to Brisbane one, and we said if anyone can finish this, then it m- must not be true. It's just made up. But now we're like, maybe investigate. So apparently there's a hill in Mount Cotton where you drive halfway through the hill, you put it in neutral, and the car will then roll up the hill by itself. Ooh. And locals say there used to be, well, there was a bus accident there, and you can hear little feet scrambling beside the car, pushing it up. Was it a, the, a school bus? Mm. Right. Yeah. So they're all just really helpful kids. Does it make a difference? <laughs> like, well, like just, there's probably a granny there as well. It adds just a different. Oh, it does. I know. Sadness I know to what it you mean. The children feet, tragically lost. Of course, <laughs> there hasn't been any uh, proof of the accident right. in any of the history books. But yeah. then some people are saying it's a gravity hill. It exists all around the world. Um, and some people have said to me that there's one in Tuong, and I wanted to know if that's true in Tuong Cemetery. So you put the car in neutral, mm-hmm. and it rolls up by itself, On which, its as you can imagine, should roll and down the day. Think of the fuel you save. Yeah, it's a good point. Mm-hmm. Maybe if the council could make every road in Brisbane like that, we'd also <laughs> save the ozone layer. <laughs> Dane in Sunnybank, what info do you have? Hey, how are you? Good, good man. That's the way. It's um, it's on Frederick Street, so just across from Thorpe Street. My stepdad used to take me there when I was like six years old and scare the hell out of me. I love when you haven't even said apparently. Like you're a hundred percent. It is true. It's true, yeah. You used to put a cricket ball or a tennis ball on the ground and the ball would roll downhill and the car would go up. Right. So Frederick not, Street... Not it, it, thing, but, yeah. Inside the cemetery? or it, Fred- yeah, yeah, inside the cemetery. So the street closest to Frederick Street and, yeah, just, just opposite Thorpe Street. Close to the roundabout? Um, no, so no. we're Thorpe Street. So Thorpe Street and Sleet Street, yep. like in between there. Okay. So yep, we're sending we him out on an excursion because he knows every, where, everything about mm. He's Mr. Brisbane. He's Mr. Brisbane. So you ready to go and try this out? Yeah. So and, There's a good cafe on the way. You want me to pick anything up? No, <laughs> we're investigating ghosts. Uh, okay. Yes, please. Ghosts, ghosts can't drink. <laughs> bacon, oh. bacon, egg, be nice. I mean, oh. that's if you make it back. <laughs> so, Dane, when's the last time that you went there? Oh, years ago. I'm 27 now, so probably 20 years ago. Because people have said when they'd redo the roads. Mm. Oh, they the fix bad it. Bad spirits go. Oh, they resurface. No, 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 it'll be fine. Well, let's go and try But it it's out. interesting you said a cricket ball rolls down, a car goes up. So it's the me- could it be like it has to be metal in order, order for it to go up the hill? Yeah, I'm not sure. He's just my, he, he explained it to me like, oh, it feels like angels pick you up and move you around. It was nothing like that, but it was... You just said that to scare me, but it did still scare me, being in the cemetery. I'm 34 and it would freak the hell out of me some now. some people have put um, yeah, beer exactly. cans and they still roll. Okay, right. so I'm going to need beer. Yep. All right. Yeah. We'll, we'll, send, we'll send Stav out, mate. Hang the line there so we can get the make sure we've got the right uh, location. We're going to chuck you in the Black Thunder uh-huh. and we'll do it live on air. We'll yeah, like see finally if... Ghostbusters. Yeah. Is that exciting for you? Well, I'm not busting them. I'm just going well, to... Well, you might. I might. I might. You might bust your guy. I know you're there. Yeah. Well, first, actually. <laughs> Who knows what they're doing? Exactly. Busted. <laughs> 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 embarrassing. Without doing carjackings, technically. Do we have? Do you want to do it, though? That's anything. Are you Are you spiritually scared? Do you know what? That's the first time you've ever oh, asked me answer. when it comes do you want to, to do it or some not? sort of stunt or not. Yeah. I mean, I don't care about the answer, but I'm just saying it's not legally. I need to make sure you signed off on it. <laughs> All right. I'll be back soon. You, you do? All right. Okay. So, stand by after eight this morning. We're going to send Stav off to Tawong Cemetery and see if he can get the car to roll uphill via the spirits. <laughs> I hope there'd be 105 listeners. No, I know. Sure. Like, like we always, we always say, say on this show, show, we chase the story. Chase the story.
Often we make up the story, but this is not the case because it's a folklore. This all happened because, you know, you hear that story and it's like, oh, but it happened to a friend of a friend. You're like, oh, so it's not real. So we thought we'd bring this to the table. Someone has submitted it saying about a haunted mountain here in Brisbane. This is how the story went and people finished it. Do the next sentence, okay? There's a hill in Mount Cotton. Uh, And you drive halfway up the hill on a dead-end road. Then you put your car in neutral. Uh, The car will then roll up the hill by itself. The locals say that uh, there was a bus crash and you can hear ghost feet scrambling around your car. Ghost feet? Now, we always say that if everyone finishes it, we put the story to bed, but we thought this is too fun, all right? Well, if Dane didn't ring, we might have left it. Well, Dane said it's not just at at, at Mount Cotton. There's actually one at the cemetery, Toowong Cemetery. On Frederick Street, my stepdad used to take me there when I was like, six years old and scare the hell out of me. He used to put a cricket ball or a tennis ball on the ground and the ball would roll downhill and the car would go up. He explained it to me like, oh, it feels like angels pick you up and move you around. It was nothing like that. He just said that to scare me, but it did still scare me, being in the cemetery. Inside the cemetery? Yeah. Inside the cemetery, so the street closest to Frederick Street and, yeah, just just opposite Thorpe Street. Stav is uh, currently ghost hunting in Tuong Cemetery. Are you there? Yes, I am, and uh, I can verify uh, from that um, audio you just played. I can see the street sign for Thorpe Street, so I'm directly opposite Thorpe Street in the cemetery as we speak. I'm definitely in the right place. Okay, so are you going to put into neutral? Well, I, I, that, yes. Otherwise, this whole thing's been pointless. Okay, um, you just count we... it down for us. So you're in the you're in the Black Thunder right now to set the scene. You're inside Tuong Cemetery. You're yes. in the B105 Black Thunder. You're in the middle of the road. Yes. The idea I, is I... if you go into neutral, it'll roll up yeah. the hill on its I own. I think you've got to take the handbrake off as well, just letting you know. Yes. Okay. okay. All right. And so, you turn the car off? Um, uh, no, the car's no, on. No, no, the car's on. You just put it into neutral yeah. and handbrake off. Just confirming yeah. that because I know that cars are not your forte. Uh, okay. Thank you. Uh, should I be in the driver's seat or because I'm in the passenger's at the moment? Just let the ghost right. drive. I'm... Let the ghost drive, okay? <laughs> Okay, okay. Here we go. Hang on, just let him in. Mate, guys, we've got to build this up. I want to know, how does it feel if this is like a haunted street? Are you getting some sort of feeling? Well, I guess maybe because it's like um, broad daylight, no. And also, the the other thing I've got going against this folklore is the street is directly opposite a main road. Like, there's cars whizzing past. And so, technically, all those people could whack their cars in neutral and save the fuel to go up this hill. Yeah, but they didn't know, you know about it, Steph. I'm confident. That's true. I, I, I think it'll work. I, I, I'm, I'm, I believe. I, I want to believe. If it doesn't work, you're at the wrong place. Mm. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a Ouija board, you know? They yeah, say you've got to believe yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah, but there's always yeah. someone moving it around in the group, and yeah. they're just denying. And like when the hypnotist comes in, you're like, oh, you didn't get hypnotized because you didn't believe, you didn't believe it. Yeah. It's like, well, no, you just, you know, good. Right. Okay, okay, okay. All right, here we go. So, Stabby Boy. Okay. Talk, yeah. us, talk us through it. Okay, Let's here we go. I am on the street into Wong Cemetery, where supposedly, if I put my car in neutral, I will coast up the hill. I am about to do it and see if this works. My car is idling. It's in drive. And now in three, two, one, it's going into neutral. I am taking my foot off the brake. And oh, my God, guys, I'm going forward. I'm going forward, guys. Oh, my God. Are you lying? Yeah, of course, that didn't work. I didn't uh... work. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love Matt's eyes look up. I could tell when you're faking, but Matt was very excited. <laughs> I can never tell when someone's faking. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. <laughs> hey, give it a second. Just give it a second. You got your foot. You definitely got your foot off the brake. The handbrake's off. Yes, yes, everything's off, off, off. I and I rolled like quite fastly back, and I'm rolling. I'm still rolling. How did you roll? Now. Isn't it? How can you roll back? Are you isn't faced a, the right way? Is it an auto? Because it's a hill. I'm on a hill. Yeah, but often That's when it's an auto, it still stays in. Okay. Guys, if we fight like this, the spirits aren't going to come. They're going to be too awkward <laughs> to be around us. So give they, them a second. They're, not come anyway. they're yeah. in their they're in their coffins. We got they got to give them climbing time to get yeah. out and get over. They're still asleep. To be honest, I'm actually causing, I'm, I can't believe this, but I'm actually causing a traffic jam and a car is waiting for me to get off this street, so I have to go. <laughs> no, no, wait, just one more minute. Let's just give one more second. What am I, what, okay. Let's give it, it's like silent. Still going backwards. How are you going backwards? Wouldn't you stay? Just, let's just give it a second. No, if you're in neutral, you'll roll. That's the whole point. Yeah, often not in automatics. Depends which one you're driving, but maybe. I still think, well, I, I guess the Suzuki does. I still think the bickering's stopping them from going. Are you in your car or the Black Thunder? <laughs> Oh, I'm in my car. Oh, all the black thumbs were out giving out icy cold cans. Oh, of oh, yeah, fair You're in a Suzuki, are you? I just, I just, didn't, I just didn't want to ruin the illusion. <laughs> well, oh, now I'm going forwards. Now I'm going forwards, but I put it in drive and I'm yeah. accelerating. Yeah. So yeah. That's oh, amazing. that's yeah. disappointing, yeah. isn't it? I, it is disappointing. I tell you what, I'll say you don't need me back uh, quite yet. I'll try another couple of roads around here, just in case, we, in case we've got the wrong street. I'll mm. find another hill and see Head if it works. Head to Mount Cotton. It's in Mount Cotton. Okay. Yeah, all yeah. Right, well, right. Mount Cotton's yeah. 39 minutes from where you are, so you could be there before the end of the show. Yeah, true. All right, we'll cross back to you. I feel like he's going to pretend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was so excited for Someone's that. called up and says Stab might have the car the wrong way. <laughs> Belinda, that's what I thought. Is he facing the right way, do you think, Belinda? Yes, hi. Um, I've heard that you're supposed to have the car facing down the hill and that it reverses up the hill. Oh, yeah. Stab. Stab. Did you hear that? Yeah, got it. I'll, I'll, go, I'll give that a crack. I will give it a crack. Okay. okay. Turn, turn this bad boy around, and then we'll give it a go. All right. This could be the rest of the show for the rest of the week until we get it to work. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. That's what being a father is all about. I am your father. Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. So Father's Day is on Sunday. Don't forget everyone. And we wanted to celebrate the dads that are a little bit different, um, how they came into the role that they might not have been the biological father. Um, today we have a couple in called Mel and James. Morning. Hi. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> You've got a quite um, unique story. What's yours, Mel? Yeah, so I fell pregnant at the age of 16 when I was in year 12 and um, graduated high school seven months pregnant and had a baby two months after graduating. Wow. Yeah, so I started motherhood quite early Yeah, and went on to uni um, with a one-year-old um, to become a registered nurse. How was that, walking around school seven months pregnant? I imagine that would have been a lot to face each day. Yeah, the, the stigma and judgment was hard and... Um, just sort of turning up to school, not sort of fitting into your school uniform, yeah. having to sort of like walk past other students and listening to what they say. And you can sort of hear them saying things. But, yeah, so it was really hard. But I guess I was quite determined to actually finish high school. Mm -hmm. You were just ahead of your time. There's an MTV show about it now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's right. <laughs> You're ahead of the curve. They should have been filming me back then. That's, that's when MTV actually played music. Yeah, you know? Probably the last thing you wanted to do was meet someone, like you said, that you, you were on to uni. So when did you actually meet James and how? 
Yeah, so we met through mutual friends. I was moving house, and uh, it's quite a funny story. It's, it's a stitch-up. <laughs> Classic. Classic. No. Classic stitch-up. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so he came over to help move and... Um, actually carried my fridge, him and another guy, down the stairs with all the food in it. So the eggs broke, everything broke, and I was like, oh. It's because he's a man. I was trying to say, were you trying to impress him? Going, I can get no, this we're just, I was trying to save trips. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Like, no, leave it all in there, it'll be right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, and then I guess we just started hanging out more, and um, I wasn't sure whether I was ready for a relationship. So you were 19 at the age, when, when you guys met, 19? Yeah. 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 Both of us were 19. So we were still really young. Mm. I was still trying to, I was at uni, still trying to figure out what I was doing with life. I had a one and a half year old trying to be a parent and trying to still be a teenager Mm. and living out of home with other friends. So it was, um, yeah, it was definitely an interesting time. So you guys meet at 19, mm-hmm. um, and you're not that much older now, uh, <laughs> just a couple more years. You're a good man. Uh, <laughs> how did you move into being a, cu- a couple and then obviously becoming a father? We ended up hanging in the same friendship group for ages. Yeah, me, myself and a mate moved in with Melissa. I was with a bandmate. We just, yeah, we just, we thought, yeah, we'll move in. It was my first time out of home. Mm-hmm. I thought I'd, you know, left the nest. <laughs> Move in with another mum. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Now she's got three kids. (laughs) But I started feeling these emotions and and we ended up like late at night just chatting, doing the dishes together and life was great. Mm. And that's when I thought, I think I like this girl. Mm. This is crazy. And then it just went from there. Um, I moved back home, tried to do the little runner. Because I thought, do I want to be a dad yet? Because it's it's serious, you know. Mm. And, um, And then... The rest is history. But that, that is interesting when you think about it, because when I was that age, when everyone was that age, even even to just move into a house with someone who had a baby would be different, unusual, strange, mm. um, you know, because you're, you're partying, you're staying up till four mm. o'clock in the morning. And, but then to take it to that next step of actually becoming involved with that person is... <laughs> yeah. Is, it's like we're getting responsible really quick. Yeah. And yeah. I yeah. it's really yeah, approaching quickly so that you way. you ran mm. away for a small time. Yeah. Yes, he did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was just going get to get in a combi and just play music up and down the east coast of Australia. That was my plan. But then fell in love with her. And, and then you no. ruined that for him. Yeah, I yeah. know. And then he came back. I only bring it up casually. <laughs> I was heartbroken when he moved out. And then, yeah, but I think it was just, we were like 19 and it was like, it is like serious. This yeah. is like taking yeah. on a big responsibility. You know, was James ready for that? I think a couple of months went by and then, yeah, he came back and that was it. We were engaged like nine months later. Wow. Do you remember the first time that you were like oh, I'm her dad mm, I'm good I'm I'm responsible now and and I need to be there no matter what happens moving forward oh, I suppose at the start just pushing forward into friendship into that relationship that was the first you know first step there but definitely getting engaged mm. I think I'll have to I can't muck around with this yeah you know, I mean I'm in or I'm out and that was yeah I suppose engagement and, and can I ask if uh, Brianna's biological father has ever been around? Not really around when I was pregnant. Um, and then sort of a little bit around, um, you know, we come from Townsville, North Queensland. It wasn't very big back then. Yeah, and, it still uh, isn't. <laughs> we got so, out of there. <laughs> so he um, sort of, I think, you know, heard that I had moved on to another relationship and mm. sort of popped his head back a little bit, but was sort of in and out. So... He wasn't quite consistent and then wasn't sort of around. So James really took on that role of 
being dad, you know, get her up in the morning, cook dinner. And so I think once we got married, like Brianna started calling James dad. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, when she went to school, she took on James's last name. So, you know, I think Mm -hmm. him just being that constant person Mm -hmm. in her life. Are you close to Brianna now? You just had dinner with her last night. She's she's a good egg. Yeah. She's done really well. Yeah, gone to uni. She's um, a counsellor. She started her own tutoring business. Mm-hmm. Um, married, built a built a house just recently. Do we approve of the man? We yeah, do. Okay. he's amazing. He's a, yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah. Um, and James, uh, just as we sort of wrap up, if there is other men, or and, and let's say it, boys, because it, it's mm-hmm. nineteen, you're still a boy practically. Um, who are listening to this, and there might be someone who they're having feelings for who is in that situation, who's a single mum, yep. and they're like, do I do this, do I not? What What would your advice to them be? I'd say if you see the relationship long-term, going long-term, then commit to it. Just, yeah, just be easy on the on the kids and don't, don't be too harsh on yourself. I think go for it. And take the food out of the fridge when you move it. Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you're a lovely couple with a lovely story. We really appreciate you coming in. Have a great Father's Day on okay. Sunday. And um, nice to meet you both, Mel and James. Thank you. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. As a mum. No, no, I never say that. But you're going to say I, like this. As a mum. As a mum. No, I, uh, I just do things that I always thought I'd never do. You know, you're like, I'm never going to do that. And then you're like, oh, this is actually really fun. And one thing that I just love is because I've got three boys and I'd probably do it if I had did different genders as well. I love to dress my boys in the same clothes because it's just matchy, matchy cute. And when I go into Kmart and I'm buying T-shirts and I'll buy it and if there doesn't have one in the size that my youngest one needs, I'll have to put all of them back and then have to find one where it's got three of them. Yeah. And I even posted a video, a photo on my um, Instagram, which is so cute, last night, of the boys that got matching pyjamas. And it's just the youngest two because my eldest has decided it ain't cute and he's not doing it. Because Finney's nine. He's nine. And, and then he just said, he goes, it's He's six, yep, and he's, he's all for it. And the other one's two. So the one who's two just thinks it's awesome. And I used to do it even when you're at a park. Because if you dress them in the same and you're looking for a kid, people look at the one with you or the two with you and go, oh, by the way, he's over in the Flying Fox. Yeah. Because they know that it's yours because he's wearing the same. Easy to round them up, really. Hmm. Um, But it does, that's what's hard is it's fine. You have complete control of your children and what they wear for most of their life, but it gets to a point where they actually turn around and go, nah. He he doesn't think it's cute. And I was like, yeah, that really hurts, mummy. Like, can't you just wear the same? He goes, why don't you do it? I was like, what? He goes, wear the same as them. Like, no, nah. that gets weird. It's like when you see a mum wearing, like, it's the same as her daughter, if they're, like, Has matching. Has Esther ever done it? Nah. Like, mother, like, daughter? No. Well, see, the thing is with Eden, she likes to dress like a unicorn corn has vomited on her. Esther actually, when, when she sees Eden's outfits, she wants her to wear other stuff, but Eden is so, like, I'm wearing what I want. Mm. When does it get weird, though? Like, can you have... Double digits, I've decided. So if he's ten, he's ten. So I was like, "Hun, you've still got a, you've still got a few more months, but he won't do it anymore." It's a really sad day. <laughs> I don't know what's my obsession with it. I just thought it was just so cute, and my it's weird because my brothers used to dress as the same, and they hated it, and I used to see my mum do it as the same. They used to have all the same things, and eventually, like, it's just ridiculous. Is it because you're getting um, what it's like to have twins? Because, you know, you always see twins always dressed and the I same. And I thought it would be awesome to have twins. But mm. then a lot of people that have twins these days do not dress them alike at all. 
Mm. If you look these up, I think it's really hard to find twins that dress the same because everyone always goes, they're different people, we want to bring them up differently. But for me, I like I want them all to conform. See, we never had, because we had a 12-year age gap between Ethan and Xander. That would be cute. That would have been cute. It would have been very cute, but they never... The, what we'd occasionally do is if um, Ethan was going to play basketball, we would have, like, a little basketball thing that you could put Xander in. Yep. And we've got a really cute photo of them doing it. But, you know, we couldn't dress them exactly the same because if Ethan's wearing, like, a Billabong T-shirt, you know, yeah. I'm not paying $28 for a T-shirt for Xander to wear. Yeah. And likewise... Um, there gets an age at which Ethan didn't want to wear Thomas the Tank Engine anymore. <laughs> yeah, and, right, okay. and at 19, that happens to be that age. Mm. So 13, 10, 60, what's the cutoff when it's not cute to dress your kids the same? Or maybe you're against it right from the start. Would you get Scotty to dress like the boys? See, he would just dr- he'll dress with whatever I buy. Mm. So I probably could. So are you upset? I actually dressed um, him the same as my dad once. There was like a freebie for a carton of beer. That's weird. So they both had freebie ones and they put it on and they're like, oh, this is awesome. Novelties are okay, but if you were, I thought you were going to say something like you went to Lowe's and got no, a couple no, of outfits no, no, no. and you're like, <laughs> no, no, hey, no. Scotty looked real sexy in this, Dad. <laughs> Whack this on. I think you'll look great in it. <laughs> hey, Lauren. Hi. When do you stop dressing your kids all the same? Um, well, I actually agree with Abby. I say double digits is the cutoff. Um, I was nine months apart with my brother and my mum used to dress us in the mutual clothing and I hated it. And she made us do it till like 14 and uh, to this day, I still don't like it. So what, one of you was 14, now. one was 13 and your mum dressed you the same to go to like stuff on the weekend? Yeah, and oh. I hated it. That's weird. And now how many kids have you got? Um, I've got two boys, age two, four, and I've got my third boy. I have him next week, and I dress them in the same outfit <laughs> on special occasions. Yeah. Um, but I'm kind of like at the point where I want to stop doing it when they get to about eight, because yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> I love it when you didn't like it, but you still like to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what it is? What did all your friends think as a teenager? You were dressing the same. What did they say to you about it? Um, I tried not to have friends because it was too embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't like me. I'm wearing the same as my brother. Go away. Go it alone. Uh, Isabeau, you're on the air with us. Uh, you're a twin. I am, yes. Did you dress the same as your twin? Uh, yeah, mum used to put us in pink and purple so she knew which one was weird. Oh. Yeah, that's always good. <laughs> you should change it up sometimes for her and wear the opposite. Yeah, so we, uh, well, I thought I would stop the cycle, but I've got an 11 and a one-year-old, and my 11-year-old wants to dress like her one-year-old all the time. If they want to, that's cute. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I think it'll stick around for a couple of years. She's a bit obsessed, so... Listen to you, I wanted to break the cycle. (laughs) Well, you don't want them growing up to be you, right, Isabeau? You see our twins, Um, yeah. Like our photos from when they were from when we were younger, it's like you know the the tie dye, the bright colours, you know, and the big puffs and oh. Growing up, do you and your sister have different style in how you dress now? Definitely. Well, she ended up like the gothic sort of thing, and then I went sort of more of pink, and now it's the opposite. She goes colours, and I'm black all over. So. Mm. Ah, see, that's interesting, isn't it? As a twin, you want to be so distinctively you that you go way, yeah, way going to be different. Hey, Naomi, you're on the air with us. Hi, morning. Um, yeah, uh, Abby's got to be careful, right? Oh, uh, well, I don't know. My boys um, were all born three months early, so 
when I would shop for them, um, I'd always be in the baby section. Um, so I, I would just automatically grab one in uh, five zero and then one in a three zero. And I still do it to this day. They're eight and seven mm-hmm. and they think it's cute. So as long as they're happy to do it, then I'll let them do it. They're, you know, there's no harm in it. If I, Naomi, if I can get them as teenagers when I've got three teenage boys, we're the same. Yeah. Oh, I'll be, I'll be happy. I'm going to get one of those weird family photos. Yeah, that'll help them get girlfriends. They'll have chicks just falling at their feet. Well, that's good. I don't want them. <laughs> Who dressed you in that sick Fortnite outfit to come to the nightclub? My mum. She's out the front in the car too. She'll drive you home if you she's want. She's wearing the same. Yes, yeah, she's got one. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Many years ago on this station, um, we started something called the self-esteem team. Mm-hmm. And it was something that I wanted to do because I know how many people called up and they it just really affected them. They weren't confident in themselves. And I said that we were going to go away for a weekend. We had all these amazing speakers um, come on board. And I said, apply through email. How naive, because I started to reply back to the emails that I got, mm. and then there was just hundreds and hundreds, and to people listening to this show right now, I didn't realise how many have been affected by domestic violence or sexual abuse. They were either gone through it and it affected them, or they were start currently still in that place. Yeah. And my heart broke reading all these stories and not being able to get to them. And I tell you now, if you're listening and you applied back then, I read every one of them, and I was so upset that these people had to go through their daily lives and even function and some of them would not survive but yet they it was like such a taboo thing mm. so there's people holding on to something that yeah. they they didn't think mm. oh I'm the only, they thought I'm but the it, only one that, but it's, why would it, I share when, it? we're not in that stage where you always think you know if you're in that domestic violence situation get out and you you realize how many of these and they were majority women saying how they were financially trapped, mm-hmm. um, uh, controlled, mm-hmm. emotionally trapped because they didn't want to be prevented from seeing their children if they left. And that's just why I've become mm-hmm. so passionate about it and came an ambassador for Small Steps for Hannah. Mm-hmm. Um, Hannah Clark, who sadly was murdered with her three beautiful children. And I've come to know Sue and um, Lloyd Clark, who started amazing the foundation. People. And they're doing amazing thing. Remember when you had them in... And you asked, um, Matt, what would they do about education? Are they interested in that? And they're a charity that wants to be able to help them at all different stages, you know, um, support charities that actually get women um, away and Mm -hmm. support them financially um, and also um, legally. And the other one as well is education. Mm. I think that's what I loved about when we met them is for everything that they went through, they've got a really strong belief in working with young men and not just being like, oh, men are bad. They want to Mm. educate boys and they want to have that conversation going. Well, we always say that to, for you not to be racist is not enough. You have to have to be actively against it and call people out. And it's the same with domestic violence that you can't say, oh, I've never experienced, I don't really know anyone that is. You need to be able to be equipped for helping other people through it and mm-hmm. actually stamping out that behaviour. But it's hard for people to know what it is. So this is why I want to share it because they are doing We Need to Talk, which are a whole lot of people that have come um, forward that they work um, with 
That's um, uh, Beyond DV, uh, which is an amazing charity, and the Small Steps for Hannah, DV Connect, and also Queensland Police. Men for Respect, and as well as past survivors of it, are coming forward to talk. And you can ke- check out all those charities um, if you need help. But they're coming together and they're going to talk about um, gender uh, differences as well and violence at a thing, also to teach healthy and unhealthy relationships of what it is and recognise the difference of different type of abuse, so coercive control, mm-hmm. um, which they're trying to change the laws for and do real life um, examples. So this is not just for people that are, have gone through it, but this is for young men and also young women mm. and they're doing two separate education. So it's for fathers and uh, mothers to take their daughters to and also for fathers and mothers to take their sons, sons to. Mm. So it's preventative. As well, which yep. is great because a lot of the time when there is action in these things, it's too late. The damage is already mm. done, like especially in, in Hannah's case. It, it, it's, it's, if we can stop it or at least stop some of it before it even happens. Because you were in it, you, as a child, mm-hmm. you experienced it and you went through to shelters. Mm-hmm. To have other people educated in it would be important to you? Definitely, yes. Uh, to, to have even just to have the conversation about it without it being taboo. I mean, I was even thinking when you said um, about the self-esteem team. The, the sad thing about that is that was many years ago, and it's probably worse now. Yeah. Than it was when we did that. Well, like five, six years ago, yeah. eight maybe even. Mm. But yeah, it, it, we're in a worse position for domestic violence than we were back then. And I think that is just getting that message out that it's a society issue. It's not just the individuals that are that are struggling with it. So it's going to be on Monday the 13th of September and Tuesday the 14th of September. Um, it is at the Seven Hill Community Hub, but you do need a book. It's free, by the way. Free. Please put it in. Apparently you get supper as well. Bit of a selling. I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) I looked at. I was like, so what does supper involve? Is it like a meal? I think what that's saying is, is still have dinner. You know, supper is a way of saying we're going to give you food, but you'll still leave a bit hungry if you haven't eaten before. (laughs) After, like, don't don't expect to come and get get a t bone. It's it's evening brunch. Okay, cool. All right, that's what supper is. Leave that. It's Uh, delicious, but not filling. We will put it up on our B one hundred and five socials so that um, you can book. Like I said, it is free, but it's just really worthwhile for anyone that goes. I want to educate my daughter and my son. Mm, That's great. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. As another show draws to a close, Stav, Abby and Matt take a moment to reflect. We honestly do mean it when we say we love people that listen to this show. Mm. And I love it that people submitted a folklore saying that there are gravity hills where little ghosts run up and push your car forward when it's in neutral on a hill as opposed to it rolling down. Are they always little ghosts? Is yeah, there never like one strong man who's like... I got this. This is my thing after I'm the Hulk ghost. I've got this. I don't know the details of it. Some people are saying it's science, but I like to go with the ghost stories. Stav, you took it upon yourself, and we thank you for this, to go out to another one that was at the cemetery. Mm, To Wong. Didn't work. No. And I just a bit annoyed. Well, I'm a bit annoyed (laughs) that I'm not ready to let it go. No. And I was just wondering, if anyone lives near Mount View Road in Cotton Hill and they want to do their own investigations over the weekend Mm. or tomorrow and send it in, would be willing to take it? Oh, yeah. I'm not ready to let it go. and It's annoying me, so thanks, but no thanks. We're like a current affair. Mm. We will investigate until we get the outcome we want. Yeah, until you give in and say, yes, (laughs) it's true. (laughs) 
We had Mexican bowls for dinner last night. Oh, I thought it was about to, I was about to crack it. You had Mexican bowls while I was away? No. <laughs> I was only gone for half an hour. You had Mexican bowls? Oh, man, I'm so full. <laughs> I got legitimately angry. So uh, my beautiful wife, Esther, had already made the mince, and my job was just to reheat it. So I was reheating last night while she was finishing off her last work meeting. And um, I can't help myself. When I cook, I eat it. Like I have to, you know. Every, you know, you get little little taste test. Same as like our um, uh, microwave, we put inside our pantry. So when you stand in front of the microwave while your food heats, <laughs> there's snacks all around it. So you just snack your way to lunch. It's, I, I call it the entree. Oh, it's yeah. but it's terrible. But it's wonderful at the same time. But I knew it was piping hot mm. last night, mm. and I knew mm. my brain said that's really hot. Mm. But the other side of my brain was like, go on, eat it, give it a taste. You're tough. Try it. Yeah. yeah. And I put too much in. And why is it that you think that's piping hot? I'll cool it down and then whack it in. (laughs) One is not going to fix it. And now my tongue is burnt and the roof of my mouth is like, it's peeling, you know, and you're like, lick off a bit here, lick off a bit there. Yeah. And I'm not going to be able to taste anything for the next three days. Although mouths heal the fastest out of any other part of your body. Because of the saliva. That's crazy. So you're ready it? to go, I reckon, tonight. All right. Try a hot pie. <laughs> Back into the pies, the molten lava. <laughs> thanks. But no thanks. Don't know what this says about me, but um, I was very excited the other day when my package arrived that was um, pumice stone cleaners. So you know the pumice stones you've always seen in your grandma's bath? It usually scrapes the gunk of her feet on. Scrape? Does it scratch things? It apparently is wonderful for getting rid of the lime or calcium buildup in a toilet. And doesn't scratch it? No, it just takes that off. I mean, you could, if you went too far, you could. Clean both my toilets because it was the one I said, if you stay on top of that, it's fine. But when we moved into the house, it was already pretty much caked. So you went down with your... Yeah. Wow, yeah, but it's a dirty. toilet. I'll do that. It's just so satisfying to get it clean. Wow. Oh, hand in the water. It didn't have a stick on it. No, it's got a stick on it, but oh, you got to okay. go right down. Yeah, right. Yeah. But then uh, I bought three, and I used uh, one for the, the bathrooms. And our sink is also ceramic, and uh, it's pretty. it was pretty stained as well. And I just thought, I'll just have a look and see how it goes, and just went and made a clear white path in the sink. And that was it. I was committed. That was at 8 o'clock. In the night time, I just—I was just almost going to bed. So I'll just have a look. That's it. I'm done. An Stupid hour and a half head. late. <laughs> I know, right? So like when you start Stupid. gurneying a part of your driveway, you go. Stupid. Well, now I've got to do the whole thing. Stupid head. Hour and a half. Did you use a different one than the toilet one? No, it's a sink. Mm. Mm. Yeah. He then cleaned his feet with the yeah. same pumice stones. Is that good? Is He's it? corn I mean, free. I've peed in the sink anyway. So. Really? At home. <laughs> Thanks, man. I think. Brisbane wakes up with Staff, Abby and Matt on B105.